0: Yes, that is a new beat drop for yours truly and Mr. Rob Higgins, as this is the game day every day podcast. We are back, my friend. The dynamic duo returns to the scene in the most epic way possible.
1: It's awesome. I spent all night mixing those beats together, so I hope everybody (laughs) loves them. I couldn't be more excited to be back. And on a podcast with you, my friend. Uh,
0: This is so much fun, man. And I I just right out of the gate, uh, you know, to everybody that listened to the Tampa Bay 55 podcast and got to know us, your family, my cat, you know, my adventures. uh, Truly, it, it was a family affair spending time with you for Tampa Bay 55. And I'm just so excited that you and I get to work together as friends, as partners on what is going to be an epic journey for game day every day.
1: Yeah, I can tell you it's going to be a fun journey. That's for sure. My family's pumped that I don't have the podcast set up at the kitchen table anymore. (laughs) I don't have the lights there. I don't have any of that stuff. Every time Thursday at noon would roll around with the Tampa Bay 55 podcast and we'd go to record it, you'd hear my family groan. So we're in the office now. It's nothing but business. We're going to take you behind the scenes of the Tampa Bay Sports Commission and everything we have going on here.
0: It's going to be a lot of fun, man, and, and this is a project that you and I have been talking about candidly for, for quite some time in terms of trying to, to get together and partner together to to continue the success that we had with Tampa Bay 55 and really peel back the curtain now on all the events, not just the Super Bowl and our, our city's fifth Super Bowl, but truly peeling back the curtain in terms of the SEC Men's Basketball Tournament, which is coming here, the Valspar Championship, which will be here soon, and all the incredible events that the Sports Commission has lined up this year and beyond. We're going to get to tell those stories right Robin, that's what I think is really cool and inspiring, and that I'm really pumped about.
1: Well, the Super Bowl is one thing, and certainly that's the, the crown jewel. And it was fun with the Tampa Bay 55 podcast to give the listeners a little sense of what goes into the making of the Super Bowl. But the reality is, is we host somewhere between 100 and 120 events a year, and each of them have their own stories as well. And so to have our game day, every day podcast. Uh, up and running and giving listeners a sense of of everything going on is going to be incredible game day every day for us has always been a mentality it's the sense that the minute you wake up you don't need an alarm clock you're shot out of a cannon there's a certain sense you get uh, inside your stomach when it's a game day and we 18 years ago, decided that's the way we're going to treat every single day. We were going to be shot out of a cannon. We're going to be ready to attack each day with relentless enthusiasm. And at the end of those days, we could determine whether or not we have been winning the day or we're losing the day. And when you have that type of standard, certainly the results follow. And that's the same type of standard we're going to have right here with the Game Day Everyday podcast. When you and I finish up each episode, we're going to be able to look at each other and say, yeah we won that episode, or no, we didn't, we've got a. To re uh, fuel here we've got to retool the effort and we got to make sure we we do even better for the listeners n- next time around well
0: I I have no problem feeling like I've been shot out of a cannon every time I get an opportunity to jump on a show with you so I feel pretty energized and motivated and it's going to be a lot of fun doing this together and partnering once again to bring the Tampa Bay community and really communities all across the country into the inner workings of the Tampa Bay Sports Commission what it takes to land these big events inside the events as they come to our city I think that's going to be the coolest part we'll have stories along the way rob that we'll be able to tell we'll have guests we will have friends joining us uh, this is going to be a really really fun journey I, I gotta ask you though because the last time i really got to see you was february 7th right i feel like that was the last time i got to hang out with you in person i think we did do a little bit of a post super bowl episode for the tampa bay 55 but what have you been up to since february 7th man we're, we're almost we're over a year now since our hometown super bowl what have you been up to personally
1: Well, it feels like we haven't slowed down one bit. You you may recall right after getting done with the Super Bowl, we became the first community to ever host the Super Bowl in WrestleMania back-to-back. And so we went right from Super Bowl mode into WrestleMania mode. We had an incredible two nights at Raymond James Stadium in April, had a fantastic experience right off the heels of that. Um, We were fortunate to kick off the NFL season right in the same... Place that it had ended and we had crowned the, the champions with the, with the Bucks in last season. So we got a, an opportunity to work with our good friends Peter O'Reilly and the team at the NFL on, on NFL kickoff. It went incredible last September. And then a month after that we started the NHL season right here with NHL faceoff. And uh, just a variety of in, in, events in between. We're going to get a little into the sneaker soiree a little bit as well. Uh, later on in the show, but it has been one run after another. On the family side of things, everybody's doing well on our end. Uh, Laney and Landon are growing up way too fast, but, uh, <laughs> yes, but they we're are. enjoying the time with them. But you're the one that has all the new and exciting updates <laughs> and all the changes and whatnot. I mean, I've been working here 18 years, and while no two days are the same, I hope it's another 18, maybe 36 54 years that I'm still in the same position. You've had some changes that we need to bring the listeners up to speed on.
0: Yeah, there's been a lot of changes. By the way, if you can see for those that are watching, I've I've got the nice uh, Tampa Bay Super Bowl host committee logo uh, polo here. Just a little throwback to an ode to an ode to yes, an ode to the past. While we do transition here to the future with Game Day Every Day, it has been uh, quite the journey for me, my friend. You know, you have been a a close confidant and a friend of mine and a mentor along this journey as I have transitioned away from the local TV scene. Now, that doesn't mean I'm done in the TV world. I'm still doing some freelancing stuff uh, all over town uh, and and really all over the country. But... Uh, transitioned away from Channel 10, and I am so grateful to them and, and the, the five and a half years that I spent there and uh, the opportunity that they gave me to meet people like you, right, and, and develop relationships with uh, some of the, the most influential people in town, but also those that I consider friends, um, not just now, but for the future. You were one of those people, and I got the the unique opportunity to really learn from you, spend each and every week with you over 55 weeks, which was uh well, that was quite the marathon, and I think uh, there were some some good times, some some interpersonal battles, you know? I mean, come on. When I mean, you spend every week with somebody, you, you get on each other's nerves every now and then, you know? But but we made it through, and I'm proud of us, and and now I get to, to kind of embark on this new journey. I'm working as an account executive and a sales rep for Otter Public Relations, which is based here in St. Pete and in Orlando, so I get to kind of experience that realm a little bit, and then... Uh, dive into the freelancing world, getting to work with you. Uh, the Quad with Chris Young podcast, which I do as well, uh, is growing. I will be transitioning up to Nashville, Tennessee, so spending some more time up there, buddy. I'll, I'll be scouting a little bit, you know, a Bridgestone Arena to just to, to see how they do things because obviously they've got the SEC Men's Tournament after us. But uh, yeah, man, it's exciting times, and the, the greatest part about this entire journey for me is I get to work with my friends, and I get to work with people that I love, and that includes you, my friend. So this is, this is going to be a really, really Fun time.
1: Well, you're going to do a fantastic job. You are already doing a, a fantastic job. And uh, I just can't wait to watch your next chapter unfold here and be a part of it. And I think it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. I love how you play it off like you're going to be spending more time in Nashville, like you aren't already <laughs> spending for the last several years way too much time in Nashville. We're going to make sure, though, we reel you back in. And keep you as a big part of Team Tampa Bay—that's for sure. Oh,
0: I will—I will forever be a part of Team Tampa Bay. Uh, I'm not going anywhere. Uh, St. Pete will still be home to me, and I'll continually be coming back and forth. But you know me—I got to get my honky tonk on a little bit, Rob. And and you and I uh, have have pledged that we will share in uh, an experience on Broadway, Lower Broadway, and so that will come to fruition hopefully sooner rather than later. But the coolest thing about all of this, Rob, is that we get to to, to go on this journey together, especially with Game Day every day, and truly take our audience our listeners, our friends here that are joining us through this entire process and and through a lot of what you and your team are building and putting together in terms of putting our footprint and this city and emerging us as really the forefront for these premier athletic events. And and one of the things that I thought was really cool is you had the opportunity actually to go out to L.A. ahead of Super Bowl 56, which was the second consecutive Super Bowl that had a home team hosting, which is pretty insane considering, you know, the Bucks and us were the first ones to do that in 2021. What was your experience like out in L.A. ahead of uh, the Rams raising the Lombardi trophy?
1: Well, it was a great trip. Uh, spent two or three days out there, I can tell you, just because – we haven't had a Super Bowl awarded to us in the future yet. That doesn't keep us from continuing to be a student. So, what we like to do is uh, make sure we have a great understanding of what every host city does well, uh, changes that happen over time, how the event constantly evolves. As you and I talked about a ton on the Tampa Bay 55 podcast, is our friends in the NFL special events department are great innovators. And you know, Every year, they're going to do everything they can to continue to make things as special as they possibly can for events. So, naturally, we were looking at it from a variety of different lenses. You know, the minute that we touched down at the airport, we're checking out what signage they do, what they do from a visitor or welcome team standpoint, um, and then just their overall setup as well. Certainly a different feel than, than what we had. Um, the three hours time difference is is something I'm continue to recover from, uh, but at, at <laughs> the same you. time, I think our friends in, in LA did a great job, um, and it was it was another great event by the overall NFL uh, fam- our overall NFL family as well.
0: What would you consider some of the key differences between Super Bowl fifty five and fifty six as you were there in LA?
1: Well, you you start with the the facility and the stadium capacity. Uh, you may recall from from our standpoint, we were at about. Seventeen five hundred uh, unvaccinated, and then seventy five hundred vaccinated healthcare workers, so twenty five thousand overall. Whereas they, being a year later in the pandemic, uh, were at full capacity. So that that's a natural. Uh, there was a the return of a lot of the more you know unsanctioned events. Uh, with a variety of different corporate partners activating. So I would say there was a a lot more of that ancillary programming taking place this year. And you saw it almost as a return um, of the sports business industry. A lot of familiar faces there um, and reuniting for the first time in in a couple years. And then we talk a lot about Super Bowl experience. Obviously, totally different apples and oranges comparison with us being set up along the Riverwalk and stretched out in all the parks and what we did there versus in L.A. with them being in the the convention center. So pros and cons, uh, obviously, to to both setups, I'm always biased and I'll always uh, remind people that the first team to win at home uh, was the Buccaneers, uh, but got to give our hat tip. Uh, to our friends in L.A. with the great job they did with Super Bowl 56 as well as our NFL family.
0: And, and, of course, Tampa Bay was the first fully outdoor Super Bowl experience as well as it was stretched along the Riverwalk. Julian B. Lane Park was, was an awesome experience. I do have to ask, though, because you and I were basically handcuffed to a table in Miami for Radio Row. Uh, we got to experience that, obviously, prior to the pandemic. Did you get a chance to go into Radio Row and feel some nostalgia this year in L.A.?
1: i did it reminded me of all those great guests we had and uh all the great time we had i I walked radio row saw a, a lot of good friends uh there saw more and more media outlets coming back uh from that standpoint and and doing their interviews it wasn't quite to the degree that uh, you and I had rolling down in, in Miami, but certainly you see it trending back towards that direction.
0: It's really cool to, to see life kind of returning to normal and, and the biggest event in sports really returning to, uh, you know, the massive sort of coverage that we're used to seeing. L.A. was a small glimpse, really excited to see uh, what's upcoming in the years to come, whether it be Glendale, Las Vegas, New Orleans, and then hopefully, hopefully, an opportunity for the Super Bowl to come back to the city of Tampa can I just ask you for that quickly before we we move on Rob I mean what are the chances in, in your expertise because you are a part of that bid process for us to get another hometown Super Bowl here in Tampa Bay
1: oh Ryan it wouldn't be a podcast between you and I if you didn't ask some awkward question that <laughs> I probably would be kicking you under the table if we weren't virtual I, I think You know, the the easiest way to say it is I think the NFL is um, ultra familiar with how passionate and committed we are to having an incredible longstanding relationship with with them as well as the Super Bowl. So naturally, it's an event we want to host as frequently as we possibly can. I think people are well aware uh, of those intentions, and we stand ready um, when the time comes and when the NFL feels that time is right. Uh, to host our community's sixth Super Bowl and to roll out the red carpet at uh, a level that's never been seen before. So I will leave it at that. But I'm sure in episode two of the Game Day Every Day podcast, you'll find a way to paraphrase a very similar version of that question to continue our incredible streak.
0: You know, that journalistic integrity, it just it still resides within my being. So, you you know, I had to throw you a curveball on our our first episode back here as the band gets back together.
1: Not to change the subject, but when you said the biggest event in sports, I, I really thought we were going to start talking about the 10th anniversary of the Tampa Bay Sneaker Soiree, but you went – with the Super Bowl. Well, so, I mean, I get
0: it. One one of them attracts, you know, 112 million viewers. The other one is in sneaker soiree. Is it? There is an infinite amount of people that, that have eyeballs on that event. So, if we're really comparing Super Bowls there, but the sneaker soiree, I don't know if there's a swaggier event in sports than the sneaker soiree. Could I at least give you that title, then?
1: Uh, we will take okay. the swaggiest event. The possible. swaggiest. I don't think it's ever been called that. But for those that aren't familiar uh it was really 12 years ago because we had to take a couple years off because of covid Um, the sports commission our organization and the franchises came together and said we really want to do a signature off the field annual event to bring everybody together and celebrate a lot of the special successes that are taking place both on and off the field or ice and so that kicked off um like i said 12 years ago and, and it resumed this past January. And if you think about the fact that we didn't have an opportunity to host for close to 30 months and all the successes that took place related to Champa Bay, um, it was a heck of a night on on January 7th at, at Armature Works. It was a new time of year. Traditionally, we'd been in the summer. It was a new venue. We'd moved from T Pepin's in the first nine editions to Armature Works. Uh, which allowed us to have a couple hundred more people as well. Um, But it was an awesome, awesome celebration. For those that were there, uh, everybody seemed to really enjoy it. For those that weren't able to join us, you can go to our Sports Commission YouTube channel and watch the full show there. Our friends at 10 Tampa Bay broadcast the event a few weeks ago as well. We appreciate their partnership on it. But the goal of the event, while it's really special, to honor honor these championships and, and special moments that are taking place. There's so many untold stories and so many incredible and, and inspiring individuals that we want to shine a light on as well. And tying back to the Super Bowl, you may recall it kicked off with us honoring a really special young lady named Susie Dorner, who did the honorary coin toss for the event, and it was. You know, the premise behind it, uh, Susie's incredible, but she represented 7,500 healthcare workers who also represented our healthcare heroes and all of those folks that have helped continue to get us through the pandemic. So that was a really special moment at the soiree.
0: First of all, I would like to thank all of you. Uh, The community outreach and support during this pandemic has just been overwhelming. Um, While I am accepting this award and this recognition, this isn't really about me. This is about the hundreds of thousands of healthcare workers out there and their commitment and their courage to continue showing up each and every day to provide care for our patients. Thank you, Tampa Bay, for your support. Um, cheers, and I hope we all have a great evening. Susie's really inspiring uh, Rob and it was it was great to get an opportunity to to listen to her you know and one of my favorite things about this uh, sneaker soiree, which unfortunately I, I was scheduled to go to, but uh, COVID-19 kind of got in the way for yours truly, which uh, seems to happen every time I have big events uh, surrounding with you. But, uh, but I heard and saw in some of the photos, the backdrops were really, really cool, Rob. And aesthetically, it's been fun to see kind of how you all have uniquely changed each soiree. This had a nice Champa Bay type of uh, moniker on the top. You had all the trophies laid up. Obviously, Sarah Walsh was emceeing uh, was the event as well. But take me through, like, who game plans because I thought it was a perfect type of layout for the event this year, especially given what Champa Bay has done over the last two years.
1: Well, every year has a theme and some years you've got to really stretch to figure out what that theme is going to be. It's, you know, we've done everything from the newlywed game to back to the future. Um, you name it. We've tried to be as creative as possible, but if I think we can agree on one thing, the last couple years, the theme has kind of written itself with Champa Bay, with all the success that's happened. So to have the trophies there uh, from the Lombardi Trophy to the Stanley Cup flew in uh, for it as well, to the AL Trophy, to the Rowdies USL Championships, to USF's American Championships, to, to Pete Alonzo's home run. Derby I saw the chain. Game. The chain was nice. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I wanted it really bad. I asked Pete <laughs> if I could rock it on the weekends. Uh, he's not down for that, by the way. Uh, uh, it but it, it was it was just an awesome setup. And one of the highlights uh, that, that really helped bring things full circle was in our very first year of the event, we had each of the owners for a round roundtable uh, that joined us. So Jeff Vinnick, Brian Glazer, as well as Stu Sternberg. And this year, we broke out into individual segments for each franchise called the Fanatics Champion Circles. And so we were fortunate. We had Brian Glazer uh, sit down with me. We had Stu Sternberg sit down for an interview with with Sarah Walsh. Uh, We had our friends at USF with Michael Kelly and then their board of trustees chair, Will Weatherford, visit with me. Uh, Tino Martinez interviewed Pete Alonzo, two Tampa greats. And then Sarah also interviewed Lightning President and CEO Steve Griggs, as well as Lightning Legend Vinny LeCavelle. So it was a heck of a night getting a chance to visit with each of them. And then lastly, in addition to that, so we had some great signature awards that that took place. Um, we honored Sonia Bryson Kirksey. You know, what obviously, an the National Anthem been. singer who yep. does a phenomenal job for the lightning. She battled COVID-19 as well and just inspired us all. She won the Freddie Solomon Moral Courage Award. The Tom McEwen Community Advocate Award went to Demetra Simmons, our dear friend. And then, boy, we had one heck of a Lifetime Achievement Award winner with our dear friend, Tony Dungeon. I believe we're going to hear his acceptance speech now, which is one I will quite frankly never, never.
2: This is uh, really, really hard to believe. Um, it's almost exactly 26 years ago that uh, my family and I came here. And 26 years of my life, I didn't really realize how special this Tampa community was in the area of sports. And just being here tonight and kind of reliving a lot of the memories, but seeing these organizations uh, not only win win championships and win games, but what they're doing uh, to make Tampa a better place to live is just really, really amazing. And I think back to 26 years ago, and uh, gosh, my family, they're, they're sitting here. Uh, my wife, Lauren, uh, it was part of her vision too. to to come here and be part of a a change in the community and and make it a better place to live. And she got involved and kind of rallied the players and coaches' wives and organized them into what they wanted to do and how they wanted to serve. My oldest son, Eric, was four years old when we came. And he's been here now and he's decided to make this his home and be part of the community. Uh, the other five who are here weren't even born yet, uh, but they're Tampa Bay all the way now. And it's pretty amazing, it really is. Um, Brian mentioned his dad, Malcolm, and I had about four or five job interviews before I got the Bucks job. and. Everybody thought that my way of doing things wasn't the right way. It wasn't going to work in the NFL I talked about building honor and integrity and how I want to do it with our players and What we're going to do to be part of the community and I had a couple of owners tell me it wouldn't work And I interviewed down here and I told Malcolm How I thought I was going to do it and he said that's exactly how I've raised my family And that's what I want to do and that's what I want us to be and it was just the right mix at the right time, and I'm so grateful that he hired me and gave me an opportunity to to be part of the Buccaneers organization and be part of what they've done over the years. And then you saw those guys on the video. Um, I, I think that's more of what I'm all about than anything, to see Rondé Barber and Derek Brooks and Mike Allstott and so many of these other guys make their home here and be part of things. I'll never forget my first meeting with the team, saying, you know, I'm here as your new coach. We're here to win the Super Bowl. But if that's all we do, it won't really matter. We've got to make Tampa a better place to live 24-7, not just from 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock on Sunday, but every day that you're here. We've got to be winners off the field. We've got to be great role models. when." when a parent calls me or writes me a letter and says, boy, you know, my child's favorite player is Rondé Barber. My child's favorite player is Derrick Brooks. I don't want to have to say, no, pick someone else. Don't, don't be like him. You know? No, we want 53 guys that are going to be the right type of people to be looked up to and to set a standard. And these guys, they did it. And I'm I'm so proud of them. And then to win a Lifetime Achievement Award named after Leroy Selman. I mean, are you kidding me? To be talked about in that type of reverence, that means something special to somebody from Tampa. Leroy Selman. Gosh, what an honor. What a thrill. I just have to thank the Lord that I had this opportunity to be here and be part of this special community. I thank my family uh, for all they put into it. I thank you, everybody here in Tampa. It's been an amazing 26 years, and I'm so proud to be a, what do you say, a Tampian? (laughs) Thank you very much.
1: Like I said, Ryan, Tony's speech is one I will absolutely never forget, and to have the Selman family there, with Leroy's wife Claybra as well as uh, Leroy's son Leroy Jr. help present uh, Tony Dungy with the Leroy Selman Lifetime Achievement Award it was one of those all-time iconic sneaker soirée moments, and and one that uh, will live in infamy when it comes to this event year over year.
0: Nobody commands a room like like Coach Dungy. Am I right? Like when he speaks just everybody turns at attention and listens. Um, you know, he is, to, in my opinion, one of the great orders in terms of coaches of all time. Uh, he he knows how to get the best out of people. And it, and it doesn't have to just be a locker room. It can be a sneaker soiree audience, right? It, it's just, it's inspiring to hear from Tony each and every time.
1: Yeah, you you mentioned he knows how to get the best out of people. Little known fact. I think people, you know, recognize him from obviously his years with the the Bucks, And then he won the Super Bowl with the Colts, but one of his biggest claim to fame is he was Landon Higgins' flag football coach his seventh grade year, and they won the championship. There was a lot, I will tell you, the defense was phenomenal. The offense was good enough to win a championship, but the secret to the overall scenario with Coach Dungey was the referees would take selfies with him during timeouts, uh, they would be so excited to see him. And I think that really got a lot of calls going our way. Uh, so Coach dungie was a heck of a flag football coach for us.
0: I will say, finally, Tampa Bay can credit dungie with winning a championship here and not give it to John Gruden. He did that for, for that flag football team with Landon's flag. I mean, that's incredible. Champion, champion coach.
1: Is there was there any doubt? No, I mean, there, there he did wasn't a any. Fantastic doubt. job. It,
0: it, he doesn't.
1: He probably doesn't job. even remember that season, but I do, and I remind him of it every time. <laughs> <I do.
0: laughs> and I'm sure he loves that. I do have uh, one little, I wouldn't say bone to pick with you. I just my inquisitive nature is popping up again. I had an opportunity to kind of, since I wasn't there, check out a lot of the photos, and you know, obviously it's the sneaker soiree, so it's it's suits and sneakers. I just had some questions for you in terms of like. Why you picked the like jogging dad shoes that you you walked on stage with? Like they were like
1: white. Like, are you kidding me? They were not dad shoes. No, are you sure about that? I uh, I those are the Under Armour Future X's. Okay, and and that's where I am as a trendsetter. Okay, because I am headed to the future. I was picking between my good friends at Under Armour, who have sponsored the event every year. Sent me two pair. They sent me that, and they sent me the Embeds.
0: Okay, and I was on the
1: fence as to which would work with the suit best, but I went with the Futures. And for you to call them a dad's shoes like I was out mowing the lawn the next day in them is pretty offensive to me, I'll just be honest.
0: I mean, it looked like you were going for a nice little jog, but I will say... Congratulations on having two very good options to choose from. The embeds probably would have been a little bit more trendy, so maybe next time just send me a text, ask my advice, maybe send me a little a little selfie in the in the mirror, right? So I can kind of see what it looks like. And your your good friend Ryan will hear will help you out to make sure that you are trendy and that you are matching the type of uh, authentic swag that comes with that crowd. I just just Yeah, You're always
1: here to help. I can promise you I will never be taking selfies in the mirror and (laughs) sending them to you for you to give me (laughs) advice on what to wear. I mean, we're just never going to get that close.
0: I I did have my Jordan 1s red and blacks, uh, the the mids ready to go. And so those were those were going to be the shoe of choice for the uh, for the sneaker soiree in an all black suit. Unfortunately, we're going to have to wait till next year uh, for you to see that outfit, but that's coming next year, and then we'll see. uh, Maybe we'll put it up for a poll to our fans for the Game Day Everyday podcast to see who had the better shoe swag for next year's sneaker soiree. I like like looking forward to that one. Uh, All right, Rob, we got a lot of events coming up here in the year 2022. As we get into the first one coming up, which is 22 days away, we'll get into that in a second, but just run me through what is on the horizon for Team Tampa Bay here, because we do have a ton of events coming up in 2022 that's going to highlight our city and be the postcard for the world to see
1: yeah the sec men's basketball tournament i know we're gonna dive a little more into that in just a minute but that one is 22 days away and we are certainly fired up putting on the finishing touches on it and cannot wait for it uh then come august we've got usa gymnastics national championship in congress that's coming at a time when we could really use it, you know, when kids go back to school, tourism slows down. So, the fact that we're gonna have you know that event taking place on NBC, uh, and being nationally broadcast brings about 30,000 people. Hotel visitor room nights are around 6,000, so that's a great gift for us. We haven't had gymnastics here, uh, especially at that level in in quite some time. You know, a trip that we're making, we talked about the Super Bowl trip, but in April we'll be hitting the Frozen Four because we'll be a year out from hosting the 2023 NCAA Men's Frozen Four. You probably remember we hosted in 2012 and then again in 2016. So to have it coming back in 2023, people love, those Frozen Four fans absolutely love to come to our community. So the the hosting cycle from that standpoint to get an opportunity to to roll out the red carpet for them is going to be awesome. So a lot of collegiate championships coming up over the next few years here at the Game Day Everyday podcast. We're going to take you behind the scenes of each and every one of them.
0: It's going to be a lot of fun to see just how – how our city continues to shine on the national stage in terms of all of these events. It really is going to be fun to watch that. The first one coming up though, the first opportunity here, Rob uh, in a few weeks will be the sec men's basketball tournament at Amalie arena. It's going to be fun to welcome a brand of basketball that is on fire right now with some of the best teams in the country that have a legitimate shot to win a national championship this year. This will be the second time, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, that our city will host the SEC Men's Basketball Tournament. What are you most looking forward to in terms of this tournament? And obviously we're going to have a lot of coverage into it. We'll get more into that as we get closer to the event and that week arrives, which I believe is the 9th through the 13th, if I'm not mistaken, of March at Amelie Arena. But what are you most looking forward to? Take me inside how we were able to land that event and, and how your team is preparing to host uh, the premier college basketball tournament before March Madness?
1: Yeah, we haven't had an opportunity to host the SEC men's basketball tournament since 2009. And uh, back then, there was 12 teams. Since then, they've expanded to 14. Uh, I think a lot of folks have viewed the SEC as this really strong football conference. But I can tell you, Commissioner Sankey uh, and the entire team there has put a lot of emphasis on all sports uh, and specifically men's basketball as well. And you've seen that uh, really pay dividends, of the, all the attention that they've paid to continuing to grow men's basketball, seven of those 14 teams have been ranked this year. You know, Certainly Auburn at, at number one and Kentucky's been top five, but the depth and quality of the conference is incredible. So the 13 games across seven sessions that we're going to have here March 9th through the 13th is going to be phenomenal. You know, and then you couple that with the fact that our community – Hasn't hosted a postseason men's basketball tournament since 2011. We were supposed to host in 2020 the NCAA men's first and second rounds. That obviously uh, got canceled because of COVID. But uh, the fact that you know our community is really starved for postseason basketball, um, and to have that you know an event of this nature coming here, you you already see the excitement starting to build. You know, a week from now. You'll start to see the signage go up around the community. Jason Augie from our team has been working on that for quite some time. You already see 23 billboards around town. You're hearing radio spots. You're hearing, uh, you're seeing TV spots. I mean, the the buzz is really picking up. And it's something that I'm sure a lot of people are going to want to be a part of. That's for sure.
0: It's palpable. And SEC fans, they travel well. They're going to be excited to come down here to, to Tampa and, and see just how much our city has changed. We talked about it heading into Super Bowl 55, how much the landscape, the the aura of Tampa, really the just the layout of it has really grown since the last time we hosted a Super Bowl. Just imagine, think back to 2009, the last time we hosted the SEC men's basketball tournament, how much our city has grown. I'm telling you, this these SEC fans are going to get to Water Street and be like, wait a minute, where did all these buildings come from that Mr. Vinick is building down here? So, I mean, it's going to be a really exciting, exciting time for that fan base to get down here. You, you talked about seven teams being ranked in the top 25 at some point this season five right now from the sec are currently ranked in the top 25 including two in the top five in auburn and kentucky that'll be here in town uh really excited you got scotty pippen jr who's going to be at the sec tournament as well he's leading uh that conference in scoring right now there's going to be a lot of star power including a potential top five nba draft pick out of auburn as well this is going to be uh it's going to be a fun show like it's not just about the teams rob you've got some of the best basketball players on the planet that are going to be coming to tampa
1: Absolutely, I mean, they have had one heck of a year and their fans have been treated as some great basketball. Now, we want to make sure they're treated to an awesome experience here. And you referenced the fact, you know, with them having not been here since 2009, they aren't going to recognize this. I mean, the fact that we have the Riverwalk now and they're going to be able to enjoy it, uh, as well as everything down at Water Street, everything at Armature Works. There's just so much new and different uh, that it's taken place over the since the last time they've been here in '09. It's exciting to be able to to host those 14 schools and their fan bases. And we're going to stop at nothing to make sure they have a a fantastic time.
0: Mississippi State won the 2009 SEC tournament here in Tampa. We'll see who will be raising the trophy at Emily Arena come March 13th for that championship game that will be broadcast live on ESPN. Could be Tennessee, could be Kentucky, maybe Auburn. Who knows if Vandy or somebody else in that conference. Arkansas, pretty big win over Auburn recently too. We'll see who surprises in the SEC men's basketball tournament. It's got to be fun. Gators,
1: you're just going to go over the hometown. You get one win over (laughs) them in the gas. grillable <laughs> and you're just gonna act like they're not playing here and the the Florida Gators will also be playing in the SEC men's basketball tournament, Ryan. I didn't,
0: I, I didn't realize that Florida was still in the SEC after that loss to, to UCF in the Gasparilla bowl. So I, I'm thank you for the news and breaking that to me, Rob, uh, to, to make sure that Happy Florida gets the, yes. Thank thank you for, for a job well done there. As we end this uh, inaugural episode of the game day, every day podcast, I do have to bring back uh, one of our, our old time topics, which of course is what does Ryan get out of this? Uh, because we have to continue that tradition. So with the SEC tournament in town, what do I get out of this? Like, are we talking courtside seats? Uh, do I get one of those luxury boxes? Uh, what What do I get uh, to be able to attend? By the way, it's during my birthday. March 11th is my birthday. So we could package it as a birthday gift if you like. I just kind of want to know what I'm in for here.
1: Well, you certainly, it's like riding a bike. I mean, you picked up right where you left off of the Tampa Bay 55 <laughs> podcast. And I think the best thing you could probably hope for right now is a second episode.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, Okay.
1: Of the pod. So like maybe we start there and then then we could move to like an SEC pullover and hats or something along those lines. But you're still pretty far away from getting like a suite or anything like that to the event.
0: Got it. Okay. well, at least I know what I'm what I'm gutting for and shooting for here. So uh, so that's that's perfectly fine. And thank you for the early birthday gift of a second podcast episode. I I truly cannot be uh, more thankful for your kindness and and generosity as my friend, Rob.